This video contains content that some might find disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Cats are adorable creatures and great companions. They are also natural-born hunters. Sometimes they show their affection by bringing their owners rodents or birds as gifts. In tonight's story, our narrator will discover that her beloved feline has brought something even more disturbing. I'm Ryan Bergara, and this is Are You Scared? A show where I tell my friend Shane Madey the internet's scariest stories. So lock your doors, turn off the lights, and let's see if you can make it till the end of the night. The Disappearing Cat I used to get worried when my cat Elsie would disappear for days at a time. I would search for her for hours every day until she showed back up at my doorstep. After this happened a few times, I got used to it. This was just how Elsie operated. She'd stay at home for a while, going in and outside as she pleased. Then she'd leave for a few days to wander the neighborhood before showing back up at home and starting the cycle all over again. I would never. Never what? Not allow my precious Obi to go out there into the wild world. He's a house cat. He's yeah, a through wimp. and through. A little wimp. You know what? He was found in the wild. But then he got domesticated. He got domesticated and, and pampered, and we give him little hugs and kisses <laughs> and rub his little belly. Well, now he's never leaving, no. He's too soft. Yeah. I ain't going outside. <laughs> I didn't particularly like that Elsie would leave for days, but as long as she kept coming back, it felt wrong to try to stop her. Elsie was my strong and independent little lady, and I admired that about her. I was even a little jealous of her. I felt far from strong and independent. I was struggling through my life on my own instead of thriving through it. I tried to make the most of each day, though. I had a job at the local library restocking shelves and reading to kids in the children's section. I watched a lot of movies on my off days, and I had recently tried to start knitting. I struggled with the monotony of my days, and most days I felt stagnant, like I was waiting for something exciting to happen, but I just kept telling myself that I liked my quiet little life. Most days I could even start to believe it. Looking back at it now, I wish things had stayed quiet. You know, it's a good cure for monotony. Knitting. <laughs> yeah, that'll add some spice to my life. Doing the same thing for six hours. <laughs> yeah. To make a little scarf after four oh, months. Oh, man, six hours of hard work, and now I have a sock. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the supermarket and talk to a stranger. Yeah, they, strangers love that. What you buying? I see you got some butter. Want some ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> About a year ago, on a Sunday morning in August, I was sitting in my living room, drinking my coffee and trying to get lost in a new novel. It had been a while since I had picked up a book that had more than a sentence per page. Oh, I see. She reads to children. I was like, what? You she's, read picture books? She's stupid. <laughs> Elsie wasn't at home, so I figured I had some time to myself without getting distracted by her adorably demanding presence. I was nearing the bottom of page one when there was a knock at the door. I sighed and set down the book and coffee, stretched, and walked to the door. There was a large man on the other side, dressed in stained overalls and a flannel shirt. This does sound like you. <laughs> yeah, it really does, honestly. <laughs> Hi there. You'd be scary in overalls, I think. That one day you they came to work a, in they, a jumpsuit, you did look like Michael Myers. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really scary. I gotta bring that back. Please don't. His hair was scraggly and shoulder length, and his beard was equally wild. 
The expression on his face was foul, his mouth contorted, his eyebrows furrowed. Keep track of your damn cat, he said in a deep gravelly voice. With one hand, he lifted a cardboard box by the twine that held it shut. He shook it, and whatever was in the box hissed and pressed against a side, causing the cardboard to bulge. I'm sorry, what? I asked. The damn thing killed one of my rabbits. I've seen it wandering around before. I've worried about it nabbing one of my rabbits in the past, but this is the first time it's caused a ruckus. Maybe keep it inside from now on, the man said, shoving the box towards me. That's fucking rude. You can't put a cat in a box. Cat's out of the bag. And in the box. Is it okay to put it in a bag then and not a box? I don't think it's okay to put a cat in anything. Oh, okay. What about a hat? Huh. <laughs> I mean, he found the cat. He's doing a service. He didn't have to catch the cat. You know how hard it is to catch a cat that nobody doesn't ha- know you? Yeah, nobody has to catch a cat. The cat will go home. That's crazy. That's still crazy to me. Cats do that. It felt like my heart was being shredded in my chest. Killing rabbits didn't sound like Elsie. The Elsie I knew was sweet, gentle, and kind. I had figured that, yes, maybe she did kill a bird or a mouse when she was out there on her own, but I could never picture her attacking a caged rabbit. I took the box and stammered out an apology. The man just grunted and walked away. I looked down at the meowing box in my hands, bit the inside of my cheek, and brought it inside. I think anyone with a cat knows that their cat would murder a rabbit. There's something instinctual about it. When Obi sees even a spider, he'll suddenly be like, Do you ever think about how if a cat got hit by, like, an enlargement ray and became, like, 10 feet tall, it would probably kill you? Well, those exist, Brian. They're called lions. No, no, no. Like, but way bigger than a lion. Okay. Well, also, lions are large cats. No, but, like, the size of, like, a cat to a mouse. Like, you're the mouse. Like, Mouse Midae. Sure, and but, a giant cat. Yeah, but at the same time, a lion could very easily kill you. You don't need to go bigger than a lion. A lion will kill you. It's a big cat. In the living room, I set down the box and cut the twine. Elsie pushed her way out, jumped onto the couch, and cowered, hissing at me. Dried blood was caked in the fur on her face. Elsie? I asked, carefully reaching a hand towards her. Elsie hissed again, although this time it was softer. Her fur laid flat on her back, and her ears pricked forward. I scooched towards her, but she narrowed her eyes and ran off towards my bedroom. I decided not to follow her. She obviously wanted to deal with the weight of her crimes alone. For the next week, I only caught glimpses of Elsie around the house. She wouldn't let me get close to her. The whole situation broke my heart. Usually, when Elsie was home, I saw her every day. We'd cuddle on the couch, and she'd sleep on my bed every night. It was very unlike her to hide in the shadows. I hadn't even been able to wipe down her face, and the few times I had seen her, the sight of her face made me nauseous. Think you're a bit needy for a cat. I think you should be a dog owner. Cats got their own needs, you know. They they don't need you. They need you to feed them, and they'll happily spend time with you when they want to. But yeah, this is a, this is a person who needs a little schnauzer or something. Are you scared of investing? Yeah, me too. Look, no judgment. You know, the world of investing can be a scary place. There's too much to learn and not enough people teaching. I mean, the last thing you want to do is put your savings into bad investments. But with Wealthfront, investing doesn't have to be scary. Wealthfront is a robo-advisor that guides you through all the frightening twists and turns of investing. All you have to do to get started is answer a few simple questions and boom, Wealthfront automatically builds and manages your personalized portfolio for you. 
And if you want to further customize your portfolio, you can do that too. You don't have to be afraid of investing in a company that doesn't reflect your interests or values. Wealthfront has plenty of socially conscious options for you to choose from. Wealthfront will also automatically rebalance your portfolio for you and help save you money on taxes through their automated tax loss harvesting. So for just a tiny, tiny fee, you can sit back, relax, and watch your wealth grow. So don't be scared. Head over to Wealthfront.com Watcher20. And for a limited time, Wealthfront is giving you an extra $20 to invest when you open and fund your first taxable investment account. And now, back to the spooky story. I started to worry that she wasn't taking care of herself properly and that she was mentally deteriorating. Another thing that broke my heart was my decision to keep Elsie inside from now on. At least once a day, I heard her crying and clawing at the front door, begging to be let back out into the world. But as soon as I would walk in the room to tell her no, she would dart away again. The emotional toll of the situation was large, but I was trying my best to make it through each day. I just kept telling myself that given time, Elsie would go back to being her old self, that this incident had just shaken her up. When a cat goes bad, I guess any animal, when any animal goes bad, yeah, that's a bummer. It is. They get, uh, I guess some could get uh, rabies or... Yeah, or just mentally deteriorate. It's kind of sad. Yeah. My Agreed. Bummer. <laughs> All right. Are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared, scared of, of the your... inevitable creep of time that will <laughs> destroy us all? Are you scared of your best friend losing its mind in front of you and dying? I was finding it hard to believe my own delusions this time, especially once the flies started showing up. About a month after Elsie was delivered back to me, I started noticing them. At that point, it was September. A little late for black flies, but they didn't seem to care. Is there a fly season? Yeah, fruit flies are a little more popular in the summertime. The heat, the heat helps them. Of course you know that. Sometimes I get flies. Just just, you seem like a person where if I ask something about flies, you go, yeah, typically in the summer. (laughs) Look, I know flies. Sue me. At first there was only one or two. They were easy to swat or shoo out of the house. To be honest, at first, they didn't even bother me. Odder things have happened than flies appearing a little too late in the year. After about a week or so, though, the flies became more than just a little oddity of life. Every day when I woke up, there were more flies than the day before. They were crawling on the walls, the floor, the ceiling. At first, they just flew around at random, forming small swarms here and there. I couldn't shoo them out anymore, and swatting them would have been a full-time job. I invested a lot in flypaper, but it didn't seem to matter. No matter how many flies I managed to kill, there would be even more the next day. Then, when the swarm started to become unbearable, when I started losing sleep and spending more time out of the house than in it, I noticed that the flies had begun to follow Elsie. As she went from room to room avoiding me, the flies trailed behind her. If Elsie went from my bedroom to the living room, there would be no more flies in my bedroom. Instead, they would all be in the living room. In a way, I must admit this was an improvement. At least I could lock them out of my bedroom at night and get some sleep. Oh, this person could just give this cat a bath. And that's what's largely concerning about this is that cats uh, clean themselves and are largely very preoccupied with their hygiene. Did you not know this? You don't give a cat a bath. What? 
That's disgusting. No, they're very, very clean. Is that why they smell like shit all the time? Cats don't really smell like that. I think they smell pretty bad. I mean, I guess it depends. I put it this way. Whenever you see like a crazy cat lady or like a crazy dog lady, no one's ever like, oh, this house smells like dogs. It's always like, oh, this house smells like cats. If there's there's 10 cats living in a house, it's probably going to smell. Because the stench is more. Because the stench is more. Like if you had three people in a house with no deodorant, obviously it would smell more like B.O. Yeah, unless it's Stephen Lim, who doesn't smell. He doesn't need deodorant. Yeah. (laughs) On a Sunday in late September, I woke up with a headache that was threatening to crack my skull open. There was a steady buzzing filling the room, and I remembered with a sense of sick dread that I had forgotten to close my bedroom door the night before. I sat up and flung the covers off of me. At the same moment, Elsie jumped on the bed. I screamed as the swarm descended on me, crawling across my face and inside of my open mouth. I coughed and gagged, clawing at my face. I tried to close my mouth before more flies crawled in. I stumbled to the window and pulled it open, hoping that the flies would go outside. Instead, they kept crawling on my skin. I swatted at myself and the air around me, slowly sinking to the floor. I curled into a fetal position, my eyes and mouth closed tightly. The buzzing was echoing in my skull. It felt like it was getting louder, drowning my thoughts in their oppressive drone. Suddenly, all the flies lifted off me in a single writhing black mass. I cracked open a single eye, seeing Elsie's tail as it disappeared out the window, followed by the thick cloud of flies. It would be sick if the flies formed like a shape, like in cartoons, like a big sledgehammer. Or like a big smashed them. Or like a big middle finger as it falls yeah, comes out yeah, of the window. Yeah, that'd be yeah. good too. <laughs> but flies. Flies, yeah, yeah. yeah. I laid down on my floor for a while longer, shaking and crying, before I stood and dragged myself to the front door. I pulled on my jacket on the way out. I thought about yelling for her, but I decided against it. The last thing I needed was the man with the rabbits to hear me somehow. I just hoped that Elsie didn't hurt any more rabbits. I hoped that she didn't hurt anything else. What? Wait a second. You just got attacked by a gaggle of hive flies, and yeah. your thought after that happens is like, I really hope she doesn't hurt any more rabbits. The flies in my apartment have gone full Borg, but <laughs> I hope the rabbits are okay. <laughs> I know, what the fuck? I don't care about the rabbits. I don't give a point. shit about the rabbits. I trudged back inside and sat down in front of the TV, not really seeing what was on the screen. Another week passed with no sign of Elsie. Every morning, I woke up sick with anxiety, fearing that the rabbit man would show up again, or maybe some new owner of Elsie's next victim. It was all I could think about. I started making mistakes in the library, books placed on the wrong shelves, sentences missed or read twice while I was reading to the kids. I wasn't sleeping properly, waiting for the next incident. I was beginning to question what would be worse, never seeing Elsie again, or seeing her again after another incident. Soon, she answered the question for me. On October 1st, everyone in the neighborhood was hysterical. Sirens blared for most of the morning, followed by screams and sobs everywhere you went. A small boy had been found dead at the edge of the woods. His body was covered in scratches. I heard from whispers later on that his eyes had been gouged out, and what remained of his face was contorted, as if his final words had been screams. What were his final words? Ah! Just, just how long would it take for a cat to kill a human? I feel like after a while you just throw it. It depends how little the boy is. Uh, I don't think a cat could kill a boy, though. I'm not going to lie. That no, boy I think must... it could certainly fuck up a boy. It could fuck up a boy. It could fuck up a boy. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, you know how hard it is to gouge out an eyeball? 
Cats ain't doing that. Those little paws. I think yeah. he's scooping he one. He gets one eye like, tops. Ah, yeah, that's right. Sort of, he, oh yeah, he's, then he's got I, a little toy. Or the kid's like, ah, my eye. You know, one eye, I believe. Two eyes. That's the thing. Two eyes. Fool me once. Yeah. You know. Fool me twice. I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, you deserve to die at that point. I spent most of that day in bed sobbing. I had read to that boy many times at the library. He always stayed for a little while after reading time, asking me questions about the story, and I adored his inquisitive mind. I was invited to his October 7th funeral, a closed casket affair. <laughs> Can't imagine why. You know that they put like little silver dollars over his eyes like he was a Viking? <laughs> but I couldn't bring myself to attend. Elsie was still missing. On October 10th, I opened my door to go to work and found Elsie sitting on the porch. A single fly was crawling on her forehead. Tears sprung to my eyes. I crouched down, reaching towards her. She hissed and ran past me into the house. My head fell into my hands. I couldn't tell you how long I sat there sobbing. You gotta cut this cat loose. He had his blow his head off. Well, I was going to say lock it outside. Oh. Hey, sure. Yeah, that yeah. too, that too. Just get a broomstick or something. Yeah, like, yeah get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> you got to get rid of this cat. Yeah, you killed somebody. Yeah. I'd like to think you could remove Obi as a grown adult. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought... I'd do more than... I mean, if he ki- if Obi killed, unfortunately, I'd be like, give him the chair. Yeah. <laughs> give him the chair? A little, make a little tiny one. Make a little tiny chair. You'd have to kill him. He done bad. The cat's no good. It I'll got, see you in hell. It got pet cemetery. He says in meow voice. <laughs> Just little subtitles. I'll, I'll see, see you in hell. hell. <laughs> By the time I stopped, my eyes hurt, my throat hurt, and snot was pulling in my hands and along my upper lip. I wiped my face on my sleeves, slowly stood, and headed off to work. I was going to be late but making another mistake at work seemed better than being in that house. Elsie was home, but that no longer seemed like a good thing. Work passed by in a blur. When I got home, the first thing I noticed were the bloody paw prints on the floor. They covered the hardwood and carpet, crisscrossing and curving, creating a nauseating trail. I nearly started sobbing again. Whose or what's blood was this? I needed it gone but the task of cleaning it all up seemed impossible. My body was begging for rest as my mind begged me to clean. Instead, I curled up on the now-bloodied couch, picked up the remote, and tried to find a movie to watch. What? (laughs) What? I'll get to this later. It's time to watch You Season (laughs) 2. Okay. What the fuck? priorities here, I guess. I don't know what's weirder or funnier, this person seeing blood all over their house and deciding it's movie time, or the fact that they almost got kicked out of their house by a cat. Like, just, I mean, maybe at this point, you know, they're deteriorating a little bit. And If you showed up at my house with a suitcase and was like, Obi kicked me out again, yeah. I'd be like, okay. That's a bad cat. This is the last time. It's time to take a stand. <laughs> I think you should kill that cat. Lock your doors. <laughs> Put them outside and... Shut the door. Yeah, just leave a trail of milk or something. I got about five minutes into a thriller I wasn't really seeing when I felt a weight on my side. I groaned and shifted slightly. My movement met with a loud buzzing in my ears and claws digging into my ribs. I gasped and sat straight up, throwing Elsie off of me. 
She hit the floor with a soft thud and a loud hiss. I cowered into the couch, watching as Elsie stood and crouched, her hisses turning into a low growl. A small swarm of flies started hovering above her head, their buzzing harmonizing with the growls. I was paralyzed by the sight of Elsie. Her skin began to bubble and twitch. She was melting and reforming, growing larger, her growls getting deeper. Elsie's a thing! She, oh shit! Yeah, okay, Elsie's one of the things. It's the thing. The thing. The, my, John Carpenter's the thing. You got a, the thing. Your cat is a, the thing now. Now I understand why this cat would be so hard. You know, because it's the thing to now. kick its ass. Yeah. Because I could beat the shit out of a cat if I wanted to. I was screaming in my head, willing myself to move. My eyes were wide. My eyelids aching. I was aware of every breath I took, every bead of sweat that rolled down my back, every noise emanating from Elsie and the flies. Elsie started moving towards me, her claws elongating. Oh shit, she's like Wolverine. Yeah. You know, or the yeah. what's the name of the girl in X2 that has the long nails? Striker's friend. Striker's friend. Yeah, she goes like. And every time she would stab Wolverine, it looked like it hurt so bad. He'd but be, then he'd heal. I know, he'd but go, he'd be like. Ah! Yeah. And my body finally listened to me. I launched to my feet. The creature that was once Elsie lunged towards me. I ran to the back door, struggling with the lock. It hadn't been used in quite a while, and was beginning to seize. I cursed under my breath, feeling the creature behind me. Finally, the lock clicked open, and I ran into the night. I made a beeline for the forest behind my house. I heard the growling and buzzing behind me, joined by a sickening cracking noise that I could only assume was the creature's limbs, as it continued reforming itself while chasing me. I screamed for help. Trees sprung up around me, branches scratching my face. I raised my arms to protect myself, running blindly through the brush. The forest exploded into sound behind me. The creature, growing and cracking and buzzing, was breaking branches as it pursued me. Birds fled from it, screeching as they flew into the sky. My lungs burned, and my limbs begged me to stop. I pushed forward. The creature was gaining on me. I thought I could feel its hot breath on my back. The smell of rot enveloped me, making me dizzy. I tripped on a root and screamed as my face plowed into the earth. I tried to push myself up, but fell back onto my face. I started feeling the ground around me, searching for something to protect myself with. I felt the creature's claws touch my legs as my fingers closed around a tree branch. I swung it behind me. It hit the creature with a squelch. I swung the branch again. The creature bellowed, and its claws closed around my leg. The last thing I remember was a screaming and a hissing. And honestly, again, PETA, don't come after me. In movies, it's always very funny to me. I can't think of anything offhand. Maybe Ben Stiller and there's something about Mary. Yeah, yeah. When people beat up animals, <laughs> it's clearly a fake animal in the movie, but when they're yeah. like, that's funny. That's comedy 101. Yeah, like when uh, in Anchorman, when he kicks the dog off the bridge with Jack yeah. Black. <laughs> right. It's clearly fake. We can all have a good laugh at that. Don't do that in real life. It's, it's funny in movies. It's funny in movies. So I was imagining, you know, doing a roundhouse on this, this little cat. You know, it's like... You are just punting that cat into the ceiling. the cat being kind of like... I woke up in the hospital in late October. The first thing I did was start rambling about Elsie, the creature, the flies, and the bloody paw prints. My mother furrowed her eyebrows and lightly gripped my wrist. She told me that Elsie was at my house, where there were no flies or bloody paw prints to be found. So, 
Are you scared? That's the end. That's the end? That's the end. You gotta be shitting me. I mean, I guess the twist here is that maybe Elsie went back and cleaned up after herself. Yeah. Got out the bleach, did some scrubbing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bewildering there. Did the boy die? Was that also in her imagination? Boy real? Boy, boy fake? Boy dead? Boy funeral dead, boy funeral alive, not funeral real? Funeral not real? Rabbit bad? What? Fly real? <laughs> Well, this is a real head scratcher. Yeah. You know what? This is keeping in the theme with this well, season. Stories. It's a real scratcher. Sto hey, hey. <laughs> stories that are very gripping. And then sort of leave us going, huh? Curious, curious, yeah. curious, curious. Well, this story comes to us from Kim Schmidt. I imagine you're a dog lover. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Well, that's all for Meow. Ah, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, we'll yeah, see you next yeah. week. Okay. You can't put a leash on this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>